0: Hey everyone welcome back to on point this episode trent fisher and i talk about preseason priorities what are we doing right now we're basically a couple weeks out from the opener here in oregon what are we doing to get ready for opening day physically gear wise you know what are our priorities right now and if you know trent and you know myself we're pretty much two opposites here i'm i'm a little bit more gear oriented Uh, a lot more gear oriented and Trent has a total different set of priorities typically than I do heading into the season. So I thought it'd be a great idea to get a couple different perspectives here. And uh, it was just a great conversation and always Trent is just, you know, if you want to have a, a conversation full of laughs, he's the guy to sit down with. So I hope you guys enjoy this conversation. If you have anything that you want to add, hit me up on Instagram on this post. And if you want to leave a review, uh itunes is the way to do it you can do it on uh podbean or whatever po- podcast platform you want but itunes seems to make the biggest difference so it was a fun conversation i hope you guys enjoy and i'll see you at the end are you hosting this or am i hosting this how's this work? <laughs> it doesn't work? matter to me <laughs> i'm gonna post it i know that <laughs> you're gonna use it yeah there we go it well, doesn't
1: matter who's hosting it matters <laughs> who's posting is what i've always heard good to know something in that something in that nature
0: well, it sounds wise, so I'll roll yeah, with it. Go with it. Just like we were talking about fishing this morning, you know, you have all these theories and we'll just roll with it.
1: Yeah, that's
0: all we got. <laughs> it, it worked, we got one.
1: That's all we got. We did catch a fish this morning. <laughs> we did catch a fish. So, so get uh, everybody up to speed, Garrett. Get you up to speed? Get everybody listening up to speed.
0: Uh, so let's, let's basically run down what this is going to be. I wanted to kind of go over, because you and I, it's kind of funny, you're on one end of the gear spectrum, Maybe even off the spectrum. And <laughs> Is there a spectrum <laughs> for what I do? It's 2020. There's a spectrum for everything. So yeah, yeah. And and I'm I'm pretty heavy into the gear, or have been at least for quite a few years. Yes, you are. And for us to have a conversation uh, about preseason priorities, gear priorities, prep, you know, I think that'd be a pretty cool conversation.
1: Because right now we're sitting at a month out. About r- right, roughly right, right at somewhere, yeah. right at a month out of before season. Yeah. It's
0: the 28th. So yeah, we're a month and a day. Yeah. And I'm already feeling the pressure. I don't know about you, <laughs> but I'm already having like anxiety issues,
1: heavy breathing, stuff heavy like breathing.
0: That. I, I, yeah, there's actually, I've actually have to go see a, a doctor.
1: <laughs> Yes, you for do. my
0: breathing uh, in like two weeks. This is a true story. This, I'm, I'm swear to God, <laughs> I'm like short of breath, and and um, oh boy, it's never really been this bad. But I think I got some decent tags this year, and I just I'm already feeling the pressure. You know,
1: if you're feeling that pressure now, what's it gonna be like when the elk is standing in front of you? I, it, you're
0: I gonna will, be okay. I I feel like for whatever reason, everything may be just a cluster leading up to that, but. <laughs> But when I have an animal in front of me, I, I seem to be able to hold it together. That just, helps. Just fine. you know it's better than the other way around. but uh, yeah. Um, I, I've never really had a problem drawing down on an animal and, and holding my pin where it needs to be. right I, I've just been lucky that way, I guess. but and I think a lot of what I do preseason yeah actually helps that.
1: So and two I, and, I, and two, I, I, let's I, I, we're just getting started here and I, I definitely will preface like me to like... In certain situations, I think I do get ready. Others, I do not get ready <laughs> <laughs> as far as a lot of the stuff that you were probably pretty meticulous about and everything. Yeah, yep. probably not me. Probably not
0: me. So um, I've seen Cody's been running a little bit. Oh, So yeah. he's got his own preseason stuff. Oh, yeah. I do all that. You do all that stuff, oh, too? Oh, yeah. I've been okay. hiking
1: weighted packs and stuff like that.
0: Okay. So you and I are similar there. Yeah. Um, so let's go ahead and get, I guess just dive into this. So let's do we're a, we're a month away. Yep. What have you done up to this point, and then what do you need to do with a month down?
1: Um, so the last, so I had an issue with I actually sprained my ankle really really bad right before, uh, right off the first of the year, and it like held me back from doing anything. Um, man, it was uh, it was terrible, and so but but I. Um, I, since I've been like in rehab on my ankle and stuff like that, uh, I've got a couple of buddies that I did a podcast with that are kind of like my trainers, Mike and Ryan. <laughs> and, uh, it's been awesome. They're super, super knowledgeable. Uh, I got another guy named Riley that helps me out with some stuff as well, but, um, nutritional wise and stuff. And, and there might be more to come down the road with those guys, honestly, as the, as the more I delve into it and stuff, but a little bit more, uh, low carbs kind of stuff. And, and, um, um working out on a regular basis i work out about four days a week is what my what my plan is right my game is right now so it's it's tough man with families and stuff like that and timing and and then business stuff and it's just uh yeah it's it's a lot to do but i mean obviously you can say also that's just excuses right (laughs) so well
0: i mean you are super busy i mean there's no no, getting around that yeah
1: uh, i know that's true too but at the same time it's like okay you got to make time for what's important, right? And right. obviously your mental and physical health is pretty important. Right. So so anyway, so I've been actually delving into that a lot more lately, especially just this year and um, getting getting my nutrition dialed. I'm going to do something a little different for food wise this year. You you'll be shocked. It won't be uh won't be a piece of beef jerky and a <laughs> fruit roll up anymore. For so sure. Not going to say that's never going to happen, but yeah, I'll, I'll have my food a little bit more dialed, I think this year and uh, going into it. So that'll be good. So, so see, look how planned I am already. Yeah, the, you're, you're shocked. aren't I,
0: you? I, uh, you're shocked. A little surprised,
1: a little surprised. A little
0: surprised. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I guess that so, so sounds like you even have, you're not, are you doing keto or anything like that? A little that? bit. Yeah. I'm are just you doing really? a lot
1: of low carb stuff. Yeah. So I've been doing some keto stuff, uh, MCT oil stuff, uh, a little bit of, just a little bit of. I don't know, just learning my body, maybe just a little bit more, I guess, and getting kind of better at that. And so a lot less drinking. I haven't had a beer in almost um, carry the two. Really? A month and something. Not saying I haven't drank, okay? (laughs) Now, let's just pump the brakes here. I said a beer, a beer. So, yeah, yeah, because I used to love IPAs, or I still do, actually. I love, you know, IPAs and stuff like that, but... Anyway, it just turns out that they weren't super good for me. Well,
0: alcohol now becomes a friend because it's low-carb, like vodka. I've done a little bit of that. There you go. Uh,
1: I'm venturing to say I'm going to (laughs) drop half the viewers, I guess, on this podcast. (laughs) Venturing to maybe have done a Truly or a White Claw. (laughs) Okay? And there that just went. Just dropped that bomb. But did you like it? I I still got to stick to no. No, I don't like it. (laughs) They're delicious. They are delightful. So anyway. Now my wife drinks those. I know. I know. I know. I know. But anyway, but no, it's been, um, I don't know. There's other ways, I guess, to, to, I'm not necessarily to, to drink. But at the same time, you know, I'm just learning different things about myself and not just getting off with or getting by with just, hey, let's just mental through it. Let's just put our heads down. Because that's the way I've done everything. Honestly, as far as the seasons past, it's like, ah, uh, I'll get through it. It just is what it is. You yeah. just grind harder. You know what I mean? That's and, the way I've been. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's one of those things where – talking to other people and learning from other people, it's like, well, they have a, they have, they like know what they're getting out of their bodies. They know, okay, if there's an elk that bugles over on that ridge and it's an hour and a half before dark, can I make it over there and efficiently hunt that, you know? Whereas me before, it was just like, sure, why not? Let's go, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. I don't know, let's try. Yeah. So anyway, but learning a little bit more about myself. So it's, it's been good, it's been good. So uh,
0: last Christmas, we got a dehydrator which is still brand new. Mine just showed up two days ago. Okay, so you're doing that game too then. I'm going to
1: try it. I'm going to try some different stuff. I haven't even touched mine yet. Does so, it still look nice in it's, the box? It's brand new. Brand new. It's I out of the have, box. I should have bought yours. You, well, you can try it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to do, do some of that um, and just play around with some different stuff. And honestly, I'll be totally brutally honest. is like... I'm not saying hunting got old by any means of the word, or but it's it, it's like after we did Land of the Free 1.0, right, and we did we it, that was amazing. It, it was changed my life, honestly, as far as what I did and what I experienced and what I got to do there. And then we backed it up with 2.0, right? So we right. did it again, and then it was then then last season we did the it was, we called it elk season, which primarily was the same kind of thing, just. And it it, it honestly, I I headed down, it's just been, it's been great, but it's just been, you're, you're doing the same thing every single, I was doing the same thing every year. And, and this whole thing, like doing a different little bit of food thing, you know, doing some and doing some prepping and doing stuff like that. It's actually kind of brought some light back into, I'm not saying the fun of it because I always had fun, but you know what I mean? Just to the preparation side, just to, just a little different, different side. A new, exciting
0: little ingredient that you're adding to your, huh? Yeah. 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 I know me personally, I love food. I'm kind of a foodie. Mm -hmm. Um, We're talking recipes for the fish we caught earlier. Yeah. And um, I I believe that a good meal out in the country, especially if you're getting your butt kicked, a good meal can literally turn the morale around. Like for me personally, like if I'm getting my butt kicked, but yet if I can get something warm in my body that tastes good. Yeah. Oh my gosh, let's go. Yeah. It just changes the tides. And I was talking about uh you earlier my kid like, you know i was like does this sound familiar to you and like i didn't see an elk for two and a half weeks last year during season didn't see or talk to an elk or her or hear one yeah and you're like yeah that's rosie hunting yeah. <laughs> you know and and so i do come home every day um from that but if i was out there sticking it out food is, could really turn into a really i mean a mental shift for oh, me man
1: and it's a big I, comfort thing.
0: Yeah. And I know that um, a lot of the guys that are super into the backcountry, you've got um, uh, Jimmy Dean. I don't know if you know Jimmy. No. Um, he makes sausages? Well, he, he should. Good sausages. Good sausages. Okay. He makes a good tarp. And um, Oh, Jimmy, Jimmy tarp. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know Jimmy. Actually, yeah. I know him. I know him. And um, he does his own food and stuff like that. And, yeah. and so I've been picking his brain on... on recipes for the the dehydrator he's a tough dude he's a good dude and he's hardcore he'll go extremely long durations of time out in the backcountry on like sub 30 easily sub 30 pounds i believe like he's got it figured out yeah and so i kind of want to get to that point even though i'm not doing what you guys are doing i want to eat good good when i'm out there
1: well and that it it is it is a big thing like my whole thing and if you've ever seen anything we've done like beef stroganoff <laughs> I'll go all day and not eat hardly anything and just just whack down a giant beef stroganoff and and I, you yeah you you hit the nail on the head it I look forward to it you yeah. know it's like oh man a treat yeah can't wait till dark because we've been hiking for 15 miles a day I <laughs> haven't heard a dang thing and it's right. just like once that once that sun goes down it's time to sit down and eat, you know eat some food so no I could definitely see where you're coming from there and um and yeah it's no different for me it's but it's just a little bit maybe different this year. Maybe I'll have a, I'm starting to play around with like, um, well, I haven't started yet. I just said I just got my dehydrator. So what I'm going to do is like make some like, um, I don't know, some lasagna stuff or something like mm. that. And then, and then uh, dehydrate it down. And there's a bunch of different like breakfast burrito stuff that you can make. That'd be
0: cool. Yeah. So I want like a breakfast scramble. Oh, dude. Oh, dude, that would be good. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's, uh, I mean, and it's just, you know, one of those things where it's. It just takes the preparation to do it before and ahead of time. And then keep Are you, everything so is that good. something that
0: you're going to try and do for this year is have your own meals.
1: I'm going to try. I'm not, and I don't guarantee that I'm just going to like dive, you know, I'm not going head over heels into like, you know, I, I, I'm a type of guy. Like you said, I like the hot meal, like the, mm-hmm. like my trainer guys that I've been talking to, dude, they're, they don't, they're stoveless. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, they all go stoveless. They don't. They don't bring a stove. Really? Up. Oh yeah, a lot of ah. that. Well, see, like Brady Miller, this last year. I mean, even hunting with him in Wyoming and stuff. Yes, yeah, no stoveless man. Are They like eating kale. <laughs> eating, <laughs> eating any onion babies. grass as they pass by. <laughs> right? You know, no. It's they got these. Oh, I forget what they're called. Frog? Something? No, not frog. I don't know. Like anyway,
0: keto fat bombs. Are they doing that kind yeah, of Yeah,
1: the f bombs. They, I, they've, they've been turned. They've turned me onto those too. But like, no, it's, it's some, you know, just some bricks and chips and okay. all stuff. Uh, not chips, but you know what I mean, like bars and and things like that. But man, there is something about that hot meal that's just like.
0: I'm with you there. It's pretty nice. So how how long ahead of this have you been doing the the dieting and stuff?
1: Uh, I've been doing it now for a month and a half. Oh really? Yeah. I've have lost, you lost any weight? I've lost 14 pounds. Holy smokes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah yeah I know my wife she she loves the keto and she she'll get on and get off of it um, through long spans of durations because you, you can't every other weekend it
1: I just yeah I don't I, I know what you're talking about I just don't know my body that well enough to be like, yeah, I'm in full keto right now. No big deal. Just rock cake. I'm in ketosis.
0: Yeah, I, yeah.
1: I just like I'm not that. I mean, it's you're far not as, peeing
0: on the strips testing. No, that. No, okay. no,
1: no, 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 no. If I and, and I don't think a carb is going to kill anybody. By no means, you know. Right. So, and uh, you know, even it can be debated that a carb is pretty useful in the backcountry as well. You know, it has its own uses and and but it's been kind of getting to know your own body and what what works for you and what doesn't i guess so I, i'm still like i said i'm no professional by any means of the word by no
0: that's funny because i've been i think on the podcast we did a long time ago uh i you know i basically explained i'm a spaghettios guy nice and I, so i carry like all this crap because we come out every day i can, I can go heavier yeah. and so i like spaghettios and crackers and just a bunch of junk food and crap and that's what we're fueled on and i kind of want to get away from that because i want to be able to go harder and i want to go longer and and just really see what see what that changes the game for us and stuff and so um i I, i'm we're gonna have to communicate and see what each other's doing for the dehydrators and stuff because i really want to figure that out and get away from like the the pre-made like the mountain houses and 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 stuff like that Mm -hmm. even though i tried some of the peaks this year and those are pretty darn good.
1: They're all good, I think. Yeah. I think they're all really good.
0: But after three days, are they still good?
1: Oh, I did it oh, 50, man. 53 days straight.
0: On Mountain House?
1: Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm the type of guy that if, like, I could eat dog food at, for, you know, so many meals a day, every day, and be just fine with it really? if I enjoyed the dog food flavor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I'm pretty easy the easy going. And that's why this year is kind of totally different for me, as far as nutrition-wise and everything. So, it's it's a, it's a big change hmm. for me.
0: So, walk me through. Your physical prep, because a lot of guys I think are going into this thing and they're training, but they don't really know what to train on, how to train on yeah. on it, and how hard should they go? Yeah. So, um, like for me, I know. But you'll know where your weak area is when you're either back there or when you're hauling out an elk. Yeah, I mean, your weak areas are going to show. So for and my you, don't want to my, find
1: my, it at that point right that's not the point you want to go you know preparation would have been a good idea yeah (laughs) this really sucks (laughs) so so yeah so what uh mike and ryan have set me up with is is what they've done is they've just made a little list for me so i have they don't like tell me what i have to eat and that's the way it kind of started out because i talked to them and they're just like hey you know what do you normally eat and i'm like you really want to go through this? <laughs> and anyway, and I said, here's the deal. Tell me what I need to eat for the next week and I'll eat it. <laughs> and it was very simple that way. And uh. so that's how I got kind of on a baseline of, okay, this is okay for me. This isn't, this is, but as far as the working out thing, uh, Ryan, he just put it, he goes, I'm just going to put a plan together for you for the next month and a half. Cause this was, uh, about three, four, four weeks ago or so. So, Anyway, so, and right before season, he doesn't want me to do hardly anything. He wants me like the week and a half before season even starts, he wants me to just enjoy myself. Really? Yeah, just to kind of- Give your
0: body time to heal. Yeah, and because,
1: get so what, he'll, what I'll do is I'll come out, we're in my barn right now, I'll come out in the barn and I've got a schedule over there of what he says, you know, I, I usually, it's a muscle, usually it's a lifting thing. So, usually I'll lift, and then do step ups or, and the cool thing about what he has for me is, um, and like I said, there could be a lot more of this stuff coming out soon. They're starting to, uh, uh, they're both actually talking about taking this full time, which I'm trying to get them to do. So hmm. anyway, but, um, but yeah, so I'll do step ups or I'll do lunges or I'll do, you know, body movements and stuff. And then I'll do my upper body as well for like bow shooting. He has it really based around like, the, what i'm going to be doing my my Perfect. activity right yeah and so and then after that it'll be you know a t- uh, 20 minute ride or something like that on a bike or a, or a quarter mile run then a then a three quarter mile run, then a quarter mile run. So, I mean, there's, there's a bunch of different things. And then, uh, I just kind of add some of my stuff into it. Like if the family, you know, we do a lot of hiking together. We try to as much as we can. And so I'll just put it on a weighted pack, like my pack over there, it's got 55 pounds in it and I'll just throw that on and the family, you know, hike with them so you can get a workout along. Right. Yeah.
0: I've been doing the weighted vest. My buddy, my buddy had this old plate carrier, um, that he gave me, Uh, let me borrow, I guess. And I haven't given it back. And, uh, and you can shove as much weight as in, in it as you want. Right. And I basically, I just, I do it on a treadmill, but I do a 15 on the, on the treadmill, which is the max incline. So it's, it's about like that. Yeah. And then do three and a half speed. So like a 17 minute mile.
1: That's pretty good. Which is
0: not fast. Not I mean, it's, enough, moving to where, right along. Yeah, it's enough to where I can do three to five miles in one go. And then literally, I mean, my, by the time I, my shirt, I, I guess I weigh the, Success by how heavy my shirt is with sweat. But, is that I mean the sweat index it's, meter? It's yeah, yeah the sweat. I love that. I mean it's it is seriously drenched yeah. in sweat. And I'm like, okay, this has to be good. And my my hip isn't hurting as much because back uh, last year when we were hiking out bulls, um, my right hip I would just have this really sharp pain, oh. and then my ankle would start hurting. And mean, it would just the bulls would start falling off. And then um, you know I never stopped hunting, but it was always there. Sure. But and so I wanted to really start like more deadlifts, more putting weight on my, on my joints and stuff and see if that helped. And I'm not not a trainer or anything. I'm pretty simplistic when it goes to it, but it seems to be working. Yeah. I mean, I need to really put the pack on and go on a hike with, like you said, 50 pounds or 55 pounds. And then, um, how, how heavy of a pack do you guys try and keep it when you're elk hunting? Do you have like a maximum that you try not to go over? We're all different.
1: Uh, as far as packing an elk packing an elk owl no i mean i just put on as much as i can until really either either i die or 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 we get the elk out. <laughs> you know no i mean it, it all depends like that we are kind of fortunate in the in the fact that we hunt in such a big group. Usually, I mean, at the very minimal, it's three, but usually five guys, four to five. So that would be nice. Yeah. So, I mean, you could divvy up an elk pretty easy with five guys, Yeah. you know, so it's, it's not too bad, but, and even if you have to take two trips, take one trip and be like, okay, if we're not going to kill ourselves and just take two, cause we might come back in here and hunt again. You know, and then we'll just make a round robin on our way out or something and grab the extra meat. Yeah. So that's what we normally do. So we just try not to kill ourselves. I've had some packs where I've killed myself. Right.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's a point where, I mean, I weigh 160 to 170. I fluctuate somewhere, anywhere in between there. And for me, 80 pounds is, is, is a lot for anybody. That's a lot of weight. I mean, 80 you have pounds the, a lot Guys of weight, out man. there. Oh, 150, 160. I'm like, yeah. that's just too much. But um I, I my max is 100. i don't want to go over 100 because then up and down these side hills i just feel way too like There's i no can re- i mean there, or, there, there yeah. comes a
1: time between toughness and mental fortitude and just being dumb you know what i mean yeah it really does i mean it, it's is it life or death as far as is the meat going to spoil in the amount of time that it's going to get out I've rarely, rarely ever seen a situation like that where I can't find a dark little crick or something that I can pack the meat to. It'll be good for three days. I mean, really, it will Mm -hmm. be. And I'll be back in, you know, I can come back in the amount of time. But that's the whole thing about, like... um, Cameron Haynes had a post a long time ago and um dude I had more respect for that guy than anything he's a I mean he is a worker but he packed a bear out on his back uh <laughs> whole right and I'm like man the only thing that went through my mind is if you trip and slip a disc or something like that you know with that I don't know how many hundreds of pounds it was it was a big bear right. and I was just like there comes a point where it's like okay man we gotta we, de- we definitely got to think about longevity at some point, right? right? Well,
0: and that's where I'm at. And, and I'm sure that made for a really cool photo, but what, what's that costing you? And so, you know, one, like you said, one slip, you're done. Yeah. I mean, that bear lands in a bad spot or you land in a bad spot. I mean, even, I, you mean, know, I heard just taking off a few pounds um, off of your own body weight off of your knees. Isn't yeah. just a couple pounds. It's way more than that. Oh yeah. So, um, I, I've, I've really gravitated towards that. And even with the way that we hunt, we were doing extremely, you know, we were doing the backcountry without doing backcountry. We were coming out every day, right? So we were going six, eight miles and then coming out Ugh. every day. And we would do, you know, eight to, well, anywhere from four to 12 miles loops. in a day yeah big just big loops just going yep. into the wilderness and then circling back out
1: yep normal stuff
0: and um you know got to the point I'm like man why are we killing ourselves for this and you know if i keep doing this how how is my hip going to be at 50 right. or or something like that and so i'm really conscious about that stuff and now now I'm like kind of going the other way. I mean, everybody else is like, "Oh, backcountry, backcountry." I'm like, "How close to the road? Can I kill this bull without
1: shooting from the back. Without, of the truck.
0: yeah, yeah. Like, let's let's find some pockets here. Let's be smart. And so, um, maybe there's a little bit of a niche there for the anti-backcountry hunter. But um, for for us, it's been harder, not smarter, lately. And the three three. Granted, the coast there's roads everywhere. You can True. find a
1: road. I don't know if I've ever ever roosevelt hunted where i've stayed the night i'm just trying to think you know true roosevelt right yeah some cascade stuff i have but most of the time you're gonna be out that day yeah i mean it's just you'd be stupid to stay you know and camp you know 400 yards right. from a road right <laughs> that's you pretty much what you walk can't over can go a your, mile without know. hitting a road right that i know of. a lot of times
0: and uh and so three of the bulls we killed last year were, were within 150 yards of roads perfect and they were like have a beer on the way out, you know, like, this is awesome. And I'm like that, I mean, embrace the suck. Yeah. I mean, there's all those sayings out there and yeah, go out and earn it. And, but on the other hand, boy, was it nice not having to kill yourself. I mean, Anthony's bowl was a nightmare to get out and that was the only one.
1: I think, I I honestly think that people, uh, like you said, smarter, not harder, whatever you want to talk about, however you want to explain it. It's just like the, ever since the big, quote unquote backcountry craze, right? You gotta mm-hmm. be in the backcountry if you're not, you know, it's like, you know, is that a real thing? I, I, yeah, I don't know. It's like, but why not be jacked about killing one that's, you know, 150 <laughs> right. yards from the road, right? If I can hunt them there and that's the, that's the type of animal as far as, you know, that I can shoot in that, in that area, I'm doing it every time Why? Well, I'm mean, gonna try.
0: It's, it's almost like it's, it's been, um, I don't know. It's, it's, I don't know where it came from, but I, and I know I've had this thought is the farther I go in, the bigger the bulls will be, the bigger the bucks will sure. be.
1: Sure. Yeah. That's, the, that's the mind frame.
0: Yeah, yeah. And really that's just not true because no. you know, we, we drew a, a decent tag this year and for folks that follow me on the Facebook, I posted and, and apparently I, I worded it. I did word it a little deceitful, I guess. I'm like, I didn't get lucky on any tags this year did anybody else draw anything well i didn't get lucky i had the points to draw so play on words I so guess. yeah so yeah we, we drew, drew a tomato tomato yeah we drew a good tag good. i didn't get lucky i had the points but everybody we're talking to is like yeah you don't need to go 14 miles in just just hunt from a gate or, or, or something like that, in just love with that. On the roads and let everybody else go deep, and then the bulls will be bugling after they're already in there. You yeah. know, I'm like, heck yeah, let's do that. So, oh yeah, um, you know, we got the bike, so I'll be doing training with bikes and stuff this year. I've been doing a lot more legs than. Have than you I done any prior. bike training yet? Um, I'm waiting for my bike to get back from the shop. Okay. Apparently, with this COVID and stuff, bike tires are hard to get. Bike new bikes are hard to get. Gotcha. Um, the but, reason I
1: ask, the reason I ask is, don't mean to interrupt you. No, but, you're good. Is, is for you, especially if you've been training with a weighted pack and stuff like that, you'll do, I mean, as far as the pedaling of the bike and all that, you'll do well. It's just sitting on that saddle (laughs) for hours on end. It has its own break-in time. Let me oh. tell you that. Well, maybe I need to get my you, wife has an elliptical at home. Maybe just I need sit to, on it for days. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just sit there, not even pedal. Just She's on like, a pedal. I'm like, I'm training for the hunt. Hey, <laughs> this is training. No, man, it does. I mean, you on that saddle sore? Saddle soreness is a real thing. Really? Oh, dude. Yeah. You'll you will see. You oh, will man. find
0: out. I'll probably like text you three days in the hunt. I'm like. Screw bikes. <laughs> cannot walk at this <laughs> cannot point. Cannot walk. Cannot
1: walk. <laughs> it's not because of my muscles. It's because of my ass. So. so, no, no, no. But, yeah. So, that's cool. Go ahead. I'm sorry.
0: But, yeah, no. So, you know, I've been doing a lot of running and stuff. A lot of weighted. Um, been trying to burn more fat and then pick up a little bit more muscle. Nice. Um, hitting the gym four to five days. Kind of like what you're doing four yeah. to five days a week. And you got your own, like, your own little home gym here.
1: Yeah. I got everything. Totally that I, jealous. Yeah, I don't, I don't like to go where people are at. So yeah, I, well, I like to do my own thing. People.
0: Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you this right now. People with the COVID like and working out, it's like twilight zone right now. That's man. what my
1: wife says. She uh. says, nobody knows if they have to put on a they're <laughs> half or on half. Yeah. How are you supposed to cardio with your mask? On? I guess it's just a, I guess it's just a terrible, well, I haven't been back since they required masks. Oh, no, that's we'll put
0: that, um, which was last Friday. Okay. So now I've been running at home and stuff, which, you know, I, I want to keep lifting and stuff, but yeah, it's it's going to be a challenge, and I probably just need to suck it up and go to the gym and wear a mask, I guess.
1: Uh, there's just so many things like weighted pack mm-hmm. stuff, and I think there's so many things that you could do on your own outdoors, yeah. too. I mean, you know, there's there's a lot of benefit to just throwing on some weight and going hiking around right. the hills. I God mean, forbid you actually practice what you're going to be doing. Exactly. Right? That's kind of what we're. That's kind of where your head's at. And that's what's cool about like Mike and Ryan. I've been talking about, and they're just like, dude going out and doing what you're going to be doing is the best thing that you could be doing. If that makes any sense. Yeah. So it's like, oh, that's a great point. Yeah. That's a good point. So anyway, but still building muscle in between that, doing certain step ups and, but it's still the actions and activities kind of that you're going to be doing when you're out there.
0: So I, I see your bow over there. You're shooting the Hoyt. Um, what is it? Axios? It's blue or uh, it's blue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this year's new aluminum bow. And yeah. Yeah. And uh, how many reps you've been putting through that thing? How often are you shooting, getting ready for season?
1: My arrow, okay, well, here's where, here's where we're gonna probably differ a little bit. I, I'm on probably. an arrow shortage right now. I'm on an arrow shortage. Uh, I was shooting quite a bit. Um, and uh, Anyway, the the arrow shortage is, they're, they're supposed to be here any day, any day. Easton's showing up Okay. Uh, and I'm waiting for that package honestly today. So UPS truck showed up just a little bit ago and I, Got a little glimmer in my eye until they pulled away without throwing down a package that's that hilarious. looked like it could have been arrows. Right. it wasn't. <laughs> uh, so anyway, but um, but no, I that's a, kind of the tough thing because I we donate or I donate my bow every year to uh, any any organization. Or this last year, I did to Nate Bailey. Um, yeah, because he he was supposed to have a film tour. Uh, anyway because of all this COVID stuff it's kind of kiboshed a lot of different right. things so but um but anyway so yeah so I, I give away my bow every year which is a i, I mean i'm super blessed don't get me wrong I, I get a bow from hoyt i just i get a free bow that's what i get and anyway but the, yeah, that makes you you have to set up a bow every year you have to learn <laughs> right. a different bow which all of them are pretty much the same but you know how it is when you find a new, you know, right. uh, something that you like, and then it's like, okay, it's taken from you, and then yeah, well, you gotta, <laughs> you, you you can't use that this next year. So, so anyway, but um, but yeah, so great boat. This is one actually one of the best shooting boats that I've had yet so far. I was a big, this is gonna date me a little bit. Ultra Tech. Do you remember those? Uh, no. So that would be Hoyt's <laughs> like first single cam technology. It was kind of about the time the Matthews switchback maybe so we're maybe talking before we're that. talking
0: like a 2007 2006 uh, or older than we're that. right in there
1: yeah we're right in there right yeah right in that 2006 2007 and man i i loved that bow love that bow and um anyway but this bow i would i would come this this bow here is like super smooth it, it shoots really well yeah. so um super super excited about it trevor just he he's been shooting it really really well lately too so Anyway, but, but yeah, that's what I'm shooting. So I don't know all the brace height like <laughs> you do. I don't know. I know it has a quiver when it has a quiver on it and it has arrows that can go in it. Yep. And we can go hunting. So that's kind of where we differ on a little, a lot of things. Like, right. you know, I mean, you're, you know, down to the grain of the grain of fletching that you're probably putting on it. That's yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. But wow. I mean, wow. I am when, when, you, when you dig into that a little bit, it all really comes together easy, I guess. I don't know how to describe it. But once you, once you start digging into it, it's really easy to retain the information if you do it all the time. So um, I've, I've been shooting the same vein for over 10 years, just Blazers. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I've played with other veins, and I always go back to Blazers. Yep. And I'm starting to play with the Hybrid 26s through AAE, but, um, which are a little quieter, more flexible vein um they can still steer pretty well but they're just they're quieter and i was wanting to play but then went back to Blazers. went back i'm just sticking with them for now i mean and there's there's six grains a piece so i mean six
1: grains there you go see there you go if you didn't now you know do you weigh them uh yeah this is gonna
0: really really so i quit you didn't say no You so, it depends. Um, so, what I'll do...
1: Depends on what?
0: Okay, okay. So, we'll get down this rabbit hole. We'll go down this rabbit hole for a couple minutes. I might have to go on a short monologue here. Okay. So, when I put together an arrow, typically what I'll do... I can't measure the glue, obviously, because <laughs> it'll stick to the scale. But uh, what I'll do is I'll put all the components, the arrow, the arrows... Uh, the knock is in the arrow. I'll put the veins um and then I'll put the head all on the scale together. Okay. And um and I'll do that a few times. Okay. Figure out where the discrepancies are. The veins are pretty much 6 grains. I mean, you're not going to get much deviation. I mean, can't imagine. Not really much deviation at all. Okay. So what I'll do and then I'll mix and match whatever component with whatever arrow that's more of a discrepancy. So if I have an arrow, let's just say an arrow that weighs 350 grains, knock and shaft, that's it, no component. And then you have your component that it weighs 55 grains and one that maybe weighs 53 or one that weighs 57. And then you have a shaft that weighs 147. Why, why not put that one fifty-seven, 57, uh, or that 57 grain component with that lighter shaft and now you just got your tolerances even tighter. And there you have it. And there you have it. So no, I, I have weighed my veins, but there's I really not that much of a veins. discrepancy. <laughs> But yeah, and then I've even grinded them down with those little sand biscuits that you're- using. On the end? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll sand my, my axis Never down. done it, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've done that to where I get rid of a grain, you know.
1: You can get rid of a whole grain with a little grindy grind. Oh, yeah, I mean, it may take a little while, but- Goodness gracious, just um, cut the arrow. So,
0: yeah, that's, that's where I'm at. And I, I've gotten our last conversation, which has been quite a while, um, on yeah. the podcast- is we know I talked about being less gear priority and getting my fields, uh, what fieldsmanship skills, whatever the heck those are called.
1: Yeah, woodsmanship. Woodsmanship
0: skills. Yeah, there we go. Thank you. And how's so that been going? I've been working on that, okay. and I stepped away from the gear a little bit. Nice. To you know, I started scouting. I set. Some of my first trail
1: cams, you which
0: know, which is exciting. It's like like you know, it's like Christmas in July, yeah. and then you, Or whenever you check
1: Never it. Never really done it, but I'm just saying it's yeah. exciting. <laughs> yeah. I get to see a lot. So now of- I'm
0: doing another thing that Trent, who goes out and kills stuff every year, isn't doing.
1: No, um. it's, uh, it's it's <laughs> one of those things where it's like, you priority wise, and I, I think that too. I mean, we could take a whole turn here, but like the Roosevelt Woods, I think is different a little bit than Rocky Mountain Woods. Uh, no, I, I don't think so even. I don't know. I, 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 think, I, I don't think, think you have to do the trail cam thing. Yeah, right. the elk are different just because, like a Roosevelt thing, and you can attest to this, I think, just as much as me, they're in the same dang places every year. They're going to go back and rut in the same places right. every single year. They're going to be in the same little drainages and little bottoms and nooks and crannies and stuff like that. So, to me, it's just like... I'm gonna shoot any bull that steps in front of me anyway. <laughs> so, so why scout for one? So not really, not really targeting anything, right? <laughs> except a, a breathing, living heartbeat. You know. Well, I'm not
0: same way with a Rosie. I I'm not that good. I'm he, not passing anything up. And if
1: you're passing up rosies, like I was talking to Dirk about this, I said. Here's the deal because he he said, At some point I wanna come kill a Roosevelt. And I said, Okay. I said that here's the deal with that. <laughs> I said, You start passing up bulls? I said, We're gonna have an issue. <laughs> <laughs> We're have a real issue with that. So Oh no, but they are. But but it is cool to see. Like like we were talking, this the game cameras. It's for one, you're getting out, you're getting fresh air, right. you're doing something hiking a little bit, hiking. You're uh, and, learning and you're, a new area. Anytime you're out in the woods and you're looking at the ground and looking at tracks or looking at old rubs or whatever it may be, you're learning something, right? right. It's part of that woodsmanship a little bit, I would say too. So so yeah, I, I think scouting and I think that game cams are definitely something that are pretty cool but well i, just I mean
0: never we've found a it. bunch of bulls i don't plan on ever seeing any of them during the season because i just i've for me blacktail 100 percent. yeah i if i find a buck i could have a really good chance of killing that buck right before they shed the velvet hmm. um that's been my experience and and so we found one pretty exceptional three-point he, he's um i know you're not a numbers guy but for anybody listening that knows blacktail he's 125 plus he'll probably be pushing it's huge Three point. It's huge. Coasty. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a really good buck. It's huge. And I drew a um, kind of a niche little deer tag this year where I could kill them, but I want to fill it on a different deer. So it's a it's a local whitetail tag. Oh, gotcha. And um, I don't want to give too much weight just because it's a, it's a local thing. You already did. <laughs> yeah, too late. Too late. Uh, so, yeah, I have a whitetail tag. I'd like to fill a white, kill my first whitetail. Cool. Um, but that's a really hard buck not to go after. So, I don't know. And, and while I'm going after him, I can help my buddies, you know, maybe call him. Don't yeah. worry
1: about it. Okay. My, my watch told me don't worry off? about it. Goodness gracious.
0: Um, so, yeah, I mean, maybe I can kill that buck or, or help my buddies call in a bull over here, you know, win-win. But they're all excited about it. They're all – they've got – Cam scattered from Coke Hill all the way over to Sutherland. Man. Oh, really? Oh, dude, they have, they're all about it. They've got some pretty good bulls on camera. You know, a couple bulls that probably go 280. Those are um, big. Great rosies. Those are huge. I mean, um, yeah. but I'm excited because, I mean, just to see, a, see an elk and velvet, you know, I, I don't know. I just go out there to hang out and maybe have a beer. <laughs> yeah. That's really all I like. No, about.
1: that's it. I, I, yeah, scouting's fun. It's a time to get out and everything, but do I ever see myself like, Oh, man, I'm targeting that one. Probably never going (laughs) to (laughs) happen. Probably never going to happen. Well,
0: because then you're going to find another bull that just walks out. No, any bull that walks out. (laughs) Any bull that walks out.
1: Yeah, because we have so many people that need, you know, that have tags and stuff. It's like, well, you can't just pass them up. Right. You know, because I have just as much fun. Going with someone and helping them fill their tag as I do, if I shot, if I shot one myself. Right. I, well, it look at Royce matter. and
0: Chantel. That was a pretty cool day. It was awesome.
1: Yeah, it was awesome. It was
0: raining to be, you know, like it did cats rain and a little dogs.
1: bit. It did rain a little bit that
0: day. But uh, yeah. uh, so you don't have your arrows. I'm not going to press you too hard. Don't worry. So you don't no, have yeah. your no, arrows. No, you can
1: press all you want.
0: Uh, do you know what kind of heads you're using this year?
1: I do. <laughs> I do. There we go. This is the other thing you're gonna just freak out about. Uh huh. We haven't talked in a while. I'm shooting expandables. No, you're not. <laughs> I swear to you, I swear to you, I that's, swear. Uh, that's a
0: 90 degree turn. <laughs> yeah, hundred,
1: a hundred. Yeah. No, I, uh, but here's the deal with that too. I don't know if I'll even be able to hunt at all this year. Okay. At this right now, as far as on the schedule, I probably won't even be packing a bow this year. Really? Yeah. So, so, so yeah. So, I mean, uh, yeah, I I mean, there's a chance that I will, but yeah, it's slim to none. We'll see. But, um, but yeah, I don't know. I was at the bow rack and I I was talking to Wayne and I was just kind of reminiscing about stuff and he's just like, he's like, well, what are you shooting for broadheads this year? And I said, I don't know. So, um, I was shooting bone broadheads last year and nice, what I, from the
0: testing i know you fell in love with those i
1: did yeah and what <laughs> as i as i say i shot them i shot them at targets yeah <laughs> i never did i didn't shoot it at a living i never i, I drew on a bull last year but i never did fling an arrow at one yet so so i don't i can't say that they did awesome or did great or whatever i have no idea but um anyway i don't know and wayne was just like dude you gotta try them for just try them one time i'm like he's like the last three four five bulls he's killed he said I mean, you so said it's just been complete pass-throughs, hmm. giant, giant wood what, what head in particular? So, oh, man, you'd have to ask, I wouldn't think, you? I think so he's a
0: rage guy. So
1: we're going right. that. I could be wrong. So we're going, is there a, grab that box right behind you right there. Yeah, I see this here. Just pull that over there by you, I think.
0: Bunch of goodies in
1: there. Oh, yeah, look at it. <laughs> Oh, and I went down to hundred grain. You're gonna love that too. <laughs>
0: you're, you're making people's heads explode. I'm right just taking a deep, deep tunnel. So I'm holding the Pro Series Carna Four.
1: You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> you're welcome. I'm not
0: gonna lie. I did not see this coming. No, I
1: didn't either. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I didn't either. Oh, uh, so yeah, you're going. You're going the opposite direction. Is what the what the trends. Or, or setting Yeah, right I've now. never been a real trendsetter. Yeah, maybe you could be a trendsetter
1: here. I don't think I'm going to try. <laughs> but, but yeah, I I, I, I don't know. I, I This last year, man, it was just like, it got to where I was shooting so many grains and my pins were so gapped and it was just like, what am I doing? I killed elk for, I mean, I killed elk for a long time yeah. with a, an Easton axis, you know, 340 and no weight, you know, I just throw an old muzzy broadhead, yeah, head grain on there. That's what I that would do. Yeah, I yeah. shot a lot of elk with that and it did well and killed them. And then I, I, I don't know, I think I, and I'm not saying I did, but I think you can overanalyze things so much to where it's just like, oh, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. And when, when you're putting so much worriment into other things, when it comes down to it, it's like, is it really a, is it even a consideration? I mean, do I really need to worry about this? I'm like, Wayne, he's hunted all over. He's killed a lot of, a lot of animals. And mm-hmm. he, he was just showing me the wound channels that he had. He was just pulling up pictures on some elk that he had. He's just like, here's one, here's another, here's another. And I'm like... And I'm like, well, what grain of arrow and all this stuff? He's like, oh, all that weight forward, all that stuff. You know, Wayne's not big into that kind of stuff. And so, No. You no. Know, so I'm like, you know what? I don't know. I'm not trying to prove anything. I'm not trying to, you know, say this is the way it should be or shouldn't be. I don't know. It's just yeah. what I. What's your draw like? What I picked up off. 29 inches.
0: So you're probably shooting a 28 inch arrow. I don't know. And I'm going to tell you right now, your arrow is probably about 425 grains. 420 I
1: like my, grains. I like, no, last year I shot like. No, like uh, oh. your
0: Easton 340.
1: Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Because I've shot 28 to 27 inch Easton arrows, depending on, on your cut.
1: Um, I, I cut mine, I'm like inches over the rest. Over
0: the rest? Yeah. Okay, so yeah, you're probably around 420, somewhere yeah. around
1: there. Probably, I and don't I know. And I killed
0: plenty of animals, especially deer. Yeah. Um. All of them got pass-throughs with a 420 grain arrow back when I was just starting off.
1: And I'm going to do more than that. I mean, I'm, I'm going to sit, I don't know, at the end, probably I want to be looking somewhere the high fours to 520, okay, 510, something like that, which is not, but I mean, we were shooting like, I think some of our arrows were over 600 grains and it was just yeah. it just seemed like a log. Remember those, like some of those tests I showed you and stuff like that on my arrows and stuff, but it's like, why, you know, yeah. I'm shooting weight up front with a, extra, you know, with a 125 grain or no, the bones, they don't sell. I think it was 135 grain or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Don't worry. No, I mean, i was shooting them. Okay. Yeah. It was fine and everything, but I'm like, I don't know. Do I really need this? And then you've got to factor in at some point. I mean, you got to either be really, really good and know exact yardage or, you know, or you, you know, shoot a little bit lighter arrow would you rather shoot high or low on an elk or be right on where you're aiming with a lighter arrow and you know, it's going to go in the, I don't know. So I, I, I don't weigh all these things. Don't act like I'm, I, I don't act like I'm someone who, you know, deciphers this stuff and thinks about it too much. I just like eh, try something different this year.
0: You know, I, I, had, I did a podcast with a guy where I was actually the guest talking about arrow building and FOC came up and, and um, you know, I told him kind of basically for me, the jury's kind of still out on it man i've, I've built a lot of different arrow setups i built arrows with five percent foc on purpose which is really bad is it yeah like really bad uh really low where i, I literally was gluing tubes uh, uh arrow tubes i was gluing those in the back of my arrow to add extra weight in the back of my arrow just to wreck foc and i was testing those versus 25 percent oh versus 15 10. you know and your arrow set up the way it's going to be it's probably going to be about. 10 to 11%, you know, your axis. Cause I I've built hundreds of those. So, right. um, and like you said, I, I've got to have just come just build a good arrow and then everything else will be there, right? Just choose a good arrow, use good components, use a good head and then everything else is gonna be there. And that's pretty simple. I think that's anybody can really grab onto that.
1: Yeah, so I don't know. That's kind of where my ad's at now. Yeah. Throwing expandables around. <laughs> that I, I I am surprised. Yeah. Well, feels good. Let me know. (laughs) I don't know. Like I said, I don't know if I get to hunt with it or not, but
0: uh, I I know from last year, I've had three different guys offer me every expandable that they ever bought. They didn't know how to shoot them.
1: They didn't know how to shoot them.
0: (laughs) Uh, But so pretending that your arrows were here, um, or, or last year, what did you do to get ready for for shooting? Wise, were you shooting a couple hundred arrows a week? 50 oh yeah, arrows a yeah, week? yeah.
1: No, when it comes especially comes down to season more, and like this year, I'm a little more ill, Ill, Ill prepared than than most. And a lot of that, it, the reason being is is I don't think I'll be hunting uh, this year probably. So I'll be going hunting, but probably not myself. But uh, I'll still I'll still shoot hundreds of arrows um, when I get them all made up. I mean, all a lot of times. Have a bunch of different dots and just take out like 20 arrows at a time and just get go. the reps in and stuff and and my my the way I shoot arrows the way I've always done it is I start super close I start my shooting off at uh, sometimes 10 yards sometimes. And that way I can really dial in on the spot that I want to pick mm-hmm. and really focus in on that. And that, that's where I think I was, I was kind of opened this whole podcast up with. It's like, I have a shot sequence that I go through no matter whether I'm shooting at target, no matter I'm shooting at an animal or whatever, it's always, you know, okay, clear my feet, get my stance, get my bow grip, get mm-hmm. my anchor. And that's always something that just goes through in my head. That way, and I, I cannot stress it enough to people how much it's just, it needs to be second nature. When you right. get that opportunity at an animal, the last thing that you want to be doing is being like, am I anchored? Right. And is that, does this feel right? Does this, you know what I mean? Right. And, um, if you can do and get all that out in practice way before the, even time of the time of the, um, of the shot on an animal, that you're way ahead, you know? hundred
0: percent. So. I mean, that's like you and I were talking earlier. I think off the podcast is that, um, or no, no, it was actually on the podcast where when I draw on an elk, everything just automatic. comes together. It's automatic. I mean, I, I'm not shaking, I'm not nervous or anything. It's like, when I draw back, and I've, I've heard this a long time ago from a back when I started getting into um, long range shooting, um, and I was sticking my big toe in that, and basically just trying to figure out how far can I shoot, what's ethical and stuff like that. And the guy's like, and he put it really well, he's like, if you're wanting or hoping to hit your target, It's too far. Yeah. If you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that is dead and you got that, that's a shot you can take. Yeah. Right. Given if your projectile can do what it needs to do when it gets there. And I've carried that over into archery. And and every time I draw down an animal, literally I'm thinking, I, I, it's a mental thought like, Oh, you're so dead. Like I got you. Like you are in my sights. I know I'm going to hit you. And it's
1: a cool, confident feeling.
0: It's, you know, on the podcast, it may, it may sound cocky or arrogant, um, but, you know, I, you know, I proved it last year. I took a little bit longer shot than I was hoping to take, but that arrow found its mark within an inch of where I was aiming. It didn't hit exactly where I was aiming, but we're, you know, within an inch or two. And um, that ball went 40 yards and piled up. Right. And, uh, you know, I, I, I prepare for the best, but always, or prepare for the worst, but hope for the best. Sure. I couldn't get any closer. That's all, that's all there was to that bowl. And, uh, you know, it's just having that confidence going in, into season. And then, but having the automatic shot sequence that you're talking about, I think that's probably the most important thing for me is, is just knowing that I'm going to be able to not have to think about it. Right. I just know that if the bowl cooperates and stands there, I can do my job.
1: The only thing that should fluctuate in a shot, the only thing that should fluctuate is which pin you're choosing. Yeah. That's it. Everything's the same. Every single thing, the anchor, the stance, the grip, everything, the release, everything should be the same. The only thing that you differ is which pin do I put where? That's it. So if you could just think about that, just that's the only thing you got to do. That's all you got to do. That it kind of makes it
0: easier, I think. Hundred percent. And and to even expand on that, back when I was shooting really long range, um, extremely long ranges with a bow for fun. Yeah. Uh, not for hunting. Uh, you know, we're talking three hundred yards, two hundred and sixty yards. You know, stuff like that. It was all for fun. And the the thing I would tell myself is, you know, it, we even tried it. We have, we'd hung um, a, something from a string and then we'd like maybe tie a little bit of a knot on the end of a string, and we hang it off the porch, up above about a 45 degree angle, and we would aim at the end of that string, which would be in line with the target, and that's how you'd hit, that far away. And because there's, the reason that being that worked is because there's literally no difference
1: hmm, at that's aiming yeah.
0: at that versus aiming at the target. You're right. gonna freak yourself aiming, freak yourself out aiming at 260 yards away. Right. But if you're aiming at something that's five to 10 yards away, that you can hold on there and you feel super steady, you're gonna execute a better shot. And so we, we were shooting pretty good groups at extreme ranges with the bows. Really? And because there's no difference. Only things that are different are your mistakes are magnified. Yeah. And that's it. But if you can execute, I mean, because accuracy is consistency and duplicating the same thing over and over. over I mean, I, over I think everybody again. can agree with that. So if you're and doing the same thing wrong every time, you're still gonna be probably accurate if it's the same exact thing that you're doing.
1: It even comes down into like killing animals, I think too. Killing becomes a habit after a while. Hmm. There's so many people I think that like their goal is to kill an elk and they, they wanna kill an elk so bad and everything and it doesn't happen and it doesn't happen and it doesn't happen. Those same people, you see those people and I, I get to see them and meet them every single year that after they do it once and then, okay, the next year they probably maybe do it again. If not, the year after, mm-hmm. pretty soon those people it, it becomes a habit. It becomes a. It's just like anything else, right? Mm-hmm. And it, it seems like those people are successful more and more and more. Just like you, it took you a while yeah. to break the mold, it and did. then it's just been like, Bing, Bing. B- it just kind they of started fall to all
0: fall into place. I would say the effort has been the same, and they're falling more often. There you go. So. I, I technically I'm not gonna say it's easier because the effort's the same. Sure.
1: Sure. Sure. No, yeah. But easy wouldn't be the right thing to say as far as that goes. But at the same time, it has become habitual a little bit yeah. to where it's like you almost expect it out of yourself. Right. Right.
0: Right. I mean, I, I was talking to a, a buddy of mine at the range the other day. He's like, yeah, you're kind of on a streak. I'm like, I, you know, if two's a streak, then yeah, you know, I'll two take years two in a row. I'll take it. And, um, he's like, man, I hope we can get it done this year. And I, and I looked at him like, I expect to get it done every year. Yeah. Like, I expect to go out into the woods and bring that's, home some meat. Yeah, that's what I expect, and and I think the average guys, well, every you know, everybody says it's one every seven years or something like that, mm-hmm. and then fourteen percent success rate on average, and then there's a certain percentage of those guys that are part of that fourteen percent that get it done every year,
1: right? And right.
0: so there's that small little niche, and who knows what the numbers are, but you have guys that are getting out, getting out, and getting it done like you guys do, consistently. I mean. I'm looking at a rafter full of bulls here.
1: No, yeah. <laughs> Some of those died from lightning. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's, yeah, it's, it's, we, we, I guess a lot of our success is because we work as a team too. That's another thing me and you talked about this morning. That's right and um and I, I don't think i think you definitely um you've learned something in this last year whereas you were telling me you hunt with a group of about four guys somewhere in there There
0: was a yeah and we all three of us never hunted together before last year
1: gotcha okay. and the
0: fourth one was me and my hunting partner right and uh you want me to elaborate on this i guess real quick i just
1: wanted to touch on it really quick as far as um, it, it, it j- just, as far as what you told me and, and that brought some, just some memories to me, just like you go this last year, you said it was pretty amazing that you guys shared every single piece of information with each other, correct? Everything. everything uh this is the road system I hunted this is the bull I got on uh I I, you know he was halfway down through the unit the wind was going this way I probably shouldn't have done this uh I cow called maybe I cow called too much maybe I bugled too often you know something like that you guys explained every single thing to each other this year which was different from any Mm -hmm. other year you said yeah we've never done that before And and then you also said this year every single one of you killed an elk yeah and it just it just goes back to show the, the the stuff that we we oh man we preach it as as much as we can as far as if you work together as a team with other people and you're all all um, open for a common goal for and and it's not oh man he's on that bull that's. I know that. I know where that bull's at. It's way big. It's way, <laughs> right, big. you know, right, right. it needs to be like, okay, yeah, I'm super glad that he's picking that road system today. I'm going to go hunt something else. Yeah. Let me know what you see, whatever. And it's made us so much more successful by just learning off of each other and sharing all that stuff with each other and being a lot of times, obviously I'm with the other guys too. So. But um, but yeah, when you said that this morning, I was like, you know, that that deserves worth talking about because there's so many guys out there that are just like, oh, they have their spot. And, you know, this is all them, them, them. It's a lot of us selfish. And maybe don't get me wrong. Maybe not selfish is the word. But at the same time, you know, it's not it's not trying to get better through other people. It's trying to at least tiny one little mistake by, by mistake on your own. Then you learn a little bit from.
0: I would 100% agree, because there, there was times where uh, I went in and, and we'll say I got three answers in this one little canyon, three different bowls. And then I told my buddies about it. I'm like, yeah, yeah, they, you know, they're in there, let's go back. And, and I went in there and it was, for a week, it was silent after that. I'm Ghost like, town. what the heck happened? And then gave those guys the road system, gave them my Onyx um, maps tracker line, nice. Um, nice. how far I went, where the bowl, everything. Like you said, everything. And then they're like, "Man, did you um, you didn't say anything about all the all the rubs in there? What are you talking about?" There you go. And I'm like, "What? Where were the rubs exactly?" And then he's like, "Dude, there were. What do you mean? They were everywhere, right off the road." I'm like, "They weren't there a week ago. Like, I know that. That's cool." And so yeah, and so we're like starting to figure out how many bowls are in there. You know, the size of different rubs, and you can really get a lot of more pieces of the puzzle together. And I'm saying all this, and there's probably for, for that very scenario of our group, there's probably 10 to 1 of guys getting burnt. I mean, I don't know what the ratio is, but... It's got to be. There's a lot of guys getting burnt gotta out there. Be. So I'm not saying... that I mean, this is a pretty crazy little niche. You guys have your own um, little group and, and, and very successful. Right. Um, and I just, you know, I was hunting the same areas as these guys anyways. Um, and it's kind of funny because Brad and I were like, so yeah, I um, killed mine out over... That side of the mountain, basically, being really broad, right? Real vague. And then uh, I'm like, oh, I killed mine over on that side, too. Um, and then well, it wouldn't happen to be anywhere near this landmark, would it? And Pretty then, soon you guys
1: are strutting toms. Yeah,
0: and then I'm, I'm like thinking, listen, man, uh, here's, here's, here's where I killed my bull least sounds like you're right there just he's like, showed
1: the cards yeah
0: i'm like <laughs> so <laughs> we lay down our hands and we're like how have we not ran into each other in there because i've been hunting that for years he's been hunting it for at least eight years sure and uh and we're like you want to do this like let's let's just let's just try it and see that's how it cool. works And it and, and uh it worked fantastic
1: and, and you made some new friends from it and really good friends yeah you know it's, that's 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 cool. That's the cool thing about hunting, you know, that it can be a team sport. Right. It's not just an individual thing. It, it, especially elk hunting. I think that's what separates it from a lot of the like, a lot of the blacktail hunting and stuff like that. A lot of that's solo, like bow hunting blacktails right. and stuff. And the elk thing can be such a community thing because it does, at, at, in the end, sometimes makes you more successful.
0: Oh, 100%. And, and we're talking about working as a team and everything. And both bulls I've shot were solo solo and but luckily the team came together to help yeah. pack it out and i packed out five four or five bowls last year and teams the same, help the when same there's faces were, we're pretty much <laughs> on all of them you know it's like thank you god i will be there for you, you oh know? man yeah but um so is there anything as far as, as other prep that you feel necessary to to share or anything like
1: that like before season wise yeah. I, it, it, man <sighs> any scouting e-scouting e-scouting is big we do we've got a few different videos on e-scouting and i think that's a big thing for us i think because like here roosevelt country where we live we could go drive to it you know a few different times check things out where we're not going to drive to colorado for a weekend to go look at some timber patch right you know what i mean so that's where e-scouting does come in big for us (laughs) Um,
0: you and I talked earlier. I'm not willing to drive nine hours. <laughs> no, no, that's what. So. When you
1: told me that, you're like, I'm thinking about going over to my unit. That I'm like. You are a nutcase. <laughs> Why would you ever do that? To set up one trail cam. Yeah. You know, what's that going to teach you? Maybe nothing. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. Uh, it might just teach you bad things. Yeah. I don't know. So, and, and we are big advocates of hunting new spaces every single try to, you yeah. know, just because it's, it's new, it's different. You're going to hunt harder, guaranteed, 100%. If you go back to an area... Time and time again, because you saw him down here in this drainage and because that's where he was bugling before and that's where all these elk were and everything, and then they're not there, right off the bat, your morale's going to go down. It's going to be like, right. man, they were here. Where the heck did they go? Instead of being like, they could be over this next ridge. I don't know. You know. So like, working towards that, I would say, is, is big for us as well. It kind of keeps the motivation up, keeps the morale up a lot too. Um, but no, preseason... Yeah. We've done a ton of scouting videos, tons of, you know, tons of that kind of stuff as well. So it, it's, it's, um, you know, just dive in, just dive yeah. in. And honestly, there's a lot of times we're just going, I don't know. Looks good. Let's go try it. We yeah. don't, we don't have a clue. You know, we really don't <laughs> have a clue, but if you get in those Elk looking places and once you've been to a couple of them, you know, exactly what I'm talking about. You'll go and check it out and either you'll find them or you won't. Right. So, but just keeping that open mind, man, just keeping positive and working as a team. I think that's huge. I think it's huge. Interesting. So, well, I know, I know for me personally, like I'm, I'm always
0: trying to test out and try new stuff. And I actually had to take something off my bow that I put on there the other day. Um, And my big thing, like my motto, and I share this on my channel all the time is figure out what doesn't work before you get out there, Mm. figure out where the errors are. Like if you're going to go out and you're going to shoot, or you're going to hunt in cold weather. or There could be cold weather, and now you're hunting with extra layers, and you haven't been shooting with extra layers. So that's a big thing problem. Um, I know guys that hunt a quarter inch shorter on their draw, inch shorter on their draw in the winter because they don't want to hit their sleeve, so they can bend their elbow in a little bit more. Interesting. You know, like I, I know guys that over. Really, that's next level. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And
1: they always use electricians tape. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it seems
1: to work real well.
0: Just Tape a two, two by four to the front of your riser. Just there. take
1: it. Just tape the whole but, arm up. Um, so
0: I I actually will go out probably another week or two and I already know because I shoot with my bino harness on almost all year round but I'll shoot with my backpack on my bino harness on that's always good too all that stuff I'll shoot through the brush I do that every year I shoot through viney maples which is common over here I'll shoot through whatever else brush I can find poison oak um, just to see what I can get away with what I can't get away with um, what my arrow and broadhead will cut through what it won't cut through Mm. for vegetation like that bull I shot two years ago I I sent I think I sent you a, a photo, I'm like, look what my broadhead had to go through to get to, get to that bull, and I had two little fur boughs that I chopped off. Cut right off. Yeah, and and um and I people, i like, oh, that's lucky. I'm like, I don't know, I mean, I actually practiced that shot. I, I was cutting shit off with my broadheads prior to the season with True. my, you know, I mean. But still. I mean, they were Could they were been. about the thickness of this wire right here, so okay. they were pretty tiny. Tiny, tiny. I didn't shoot through like a quarter inch limb right, or right. anything. But yeah, so I mean, there's a lot of things that I do outside of outside of just the gear prep, and 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 it's a lot of that's probably OCD, but that builds my confidence getting into season.
1: Yeah, I mean, exactly. You just said it right there. Yeah, it's a confidence builder. I don't even care if it doesn't work. If it still builds (laughs) your confidence, it's working. Right. You know what I mean? I,
0: I use that same example for like the like the thermocell. Or oh, a, there you or go. The, hex, the yeah. hex, Suit, yeah. I'm like, does it matter if it works? Do you feel more confident? Do you feel more deadly? Then yeah, sure. Then you're placebo probably, that thing. You're probably going to be more deadly if you feel more <laughs> deadly. I mean, honestly, if you're hunting shooting with expandables,
1: they have a cutting diameter of 20 <laughs> inches. I'm <laughs> right. going to kill everything. So you don't even have to hit the elk. You have to get no, close. No, <laughs> just get close. I wouldn't have cut those little branches off. <laughs> but no, it's a, it, it definitely has a mind frame, and it definitely, I mean. You know success is measured in in a lot of different ways and man like we talked earlier you know it's not always punching a tag or filling a tag it's it's i think it's um like we talked about your buddies and stuff like that and and if they're just head over heels like man i can't believe you just took the whole day out of hunting yourself and came mm-hmm. and packed out my elk right you know that's big man that's huge yeah and to get that kind of trust for each other and then it'll definitely come back uh, on the other 100%. side of it. Well, I, I guarantee
0: Royce time. was there. You know Royce, he had to work at like 5 in the morning. Oh, yeah. I don't think he got back or something ridiculous. He got back to his house at like 3.
1: Yeah. It was
0: like, and he made that pack out fun. I mean, that the whole pack out was us just laughing at whatever came yeah. out of Royce's mouth. Yeah. I mean, you know Royce. And um, yeah, I mean it's that's Remember what it's, that's what it's all about, really. 100%. So, well, 100%. I think we we've, we've hit this topic pretty good. Is there anything that, else you want to add?
1: No, ma'am. No, I think I'm good. I think, yeah, this has been a blast for one, and uh, just I appreciate it. Yeah,
0: well, I I appreciate your time, and thanks for uh, taking me fishing this morning. I had a great time. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, but, yeah, we'll wrap this thing up, guys, and I appreciate you for listening, and, and, uh, yeah, we'll see you on the next one, I guess. All right, guys, that's this episode of the podcast. Thanks for tuning in if you haven't yet and you want to leave a review itunes is the place to do it that seems to make the biggest difference and if you leave a comment i can see who left it so if i do a giveaway based on that you'll be entered automatically and i can get a hold of you that way uh, you can find me on uh, instagram at garrett Weaver on point with garrett weaver and if you haven't checked out the youtube channel man we have over 100 videos on there helping people learn about archery gear reviews uh, a lot of tips tricks for for bow shooting and archery and hunting and uh that just google my name uh or youtube my name i'll pull right up garrett weaver two r's two t's and uh yeah you'll you'll find the channel on there pretty easy if you just use the youtube search bar and love to have you as a subscriber if you think that the content's worth it so outside of that guys appreciate you for listening and i will see you on the next one bye